You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com and emailing us at nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com ideas from everywhere voices from nowhere since 2011 oh god this is pinky of pinky in the brain and as the smarter half of the duo i listen to the nowhere california podcast with phil and josh like right now north this is josh this is nick and welcome to nowhere california and you got two very tired people behind the lights <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's been exhausting for both of us in various aspects between work and life and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Phil would be in the room right now, but he, he he's an audible snore, so it'd be three yeah. tired people on the mic. Uh, and it's really, really hard to do uh, any kind of podcasting when he's wearing his uh, his sleep mask. Yeah, yeah. So at least he puts a kitty face on it. That kind of makes it creepier. Kind of makes it creepier. That is true. But anyways, um, where did we leave off? Because I know the last episode we did, we kind of made it like a two-parter. Oh, it was our uh, two-parter. Oh yeah, it was our it was our coverage of uh, Days of the Dead. Uh, I I don't want to sound like a dick or anything, but R. Oh fuck you! <laughs> oh this son of a bitch! All right, all right, I see it. Just because I couldn't go, no longer hour. All right, all right. Yes, this. Uh, this mean bastard over here yeah, made, the, <laughs> made the trek down uh, Friday, Saturday, and you did, did you do Sunday also? Yeah, the yeah, Sunday was an interesting trip, and I think that's what this episode is going to be, because the previous episode was just a coverage of the con in general. Right. All the great interviews, and did I delve into the Ferosa Balk uh, photo op? No, did you grab her booby? No, I was too nervous. <laughs> what? I totally would have grabbed her booby. And then you would have escorted out quickly. <laughs> It would have been worth it. They got they had some big dudes there. I don't care. It still would have been worth it, man. I would have. Yeah, yeah. Look, they would have had a fucking death grip on my head. Yeah. And I would have had a death grip on her booby. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of think she'd like it. I don't know. That's true. Well, one dude in line showed me pictures with the other girls from the craft. Mm-hmm. He got to kiss them on the cheek each one in the picture. Wow, that's it's, a transmutable disease waiting. To, yeah. Transmutable showing, disease. Sorry. The guy showing. I'm like. Do I ask how he pulled it off, or did he go, like say, "I'm a Make-A-Wish kid"? <laughs> He's all zip flop. Yeah. Oh, that would have been the worst, huh? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, whipping it out and everything, but um, yeah, the I was nervous, suffice to say, because it's freaking frozen bulk. Yeah. And got through that and everything. Got a really cool picture with her. And she showed me a boobies, yeah. and I like them too. <laughs> was it one of those pictures? Nah. Damn it! Yeah, you saw the picture, dumbass. Yeah, I know, but. Well, you could correct me on this. Like, dude, we we got filler here. We we have to tell them a story. <laughs> Man, you take everything so fun and kill it. Just kill it. I have that habit. <laughs> Anyways, um, now with all that out of the way, uh, we kind of said it a little bit. We hinted towards it at the beginning. My Sunday of uh, the that weekend was right. interesting because I. Oh well, yeah, you went to the screening, didn't you? No, not a screening. Uh, I went to the Titus performance. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking about your, your screening you went to at Days of the Dead. 
Oh, the getting schooled. Yeah, that was Saturday. I think we. I definitely think we did discuss that in the last uh, episode. We mentioned that we're both very tired. Yes, we have uh, Mountain Dew, Pitch Black, and uh, intravenously right now. And I had two kickstarts this morning too. Wait, where's? Dude, I said intravenously, not rectally. rectally. You don't pour <laughs> it directly up the poop chute. Hey, it gets quicker contact in the bloodstream. Fair I don't enough. know why, but if you watch Jackass, it works. Fair enough. <laughs> Thanks, Devo. Yes. Um, no, Guinea School was Saturday, which those guys are amazing. And, and uh, Right, your annual pilgrimage. Yes. Yes. Um, and it was a very long pilgrimage that day because... My day started out going to Santa Clarita mm-hmm. to pick up someone, our mod man. Right. <laughs> Picked his ass up, got to Burbank. Okay, so you guys rolled around. Oh, shit. So you had to go back. You had to backtrack to take him home. Yeah, and then backtrack again to get Don Derrick. So you, okay, so you had to come up the 14. Yeah. Yeah, to get him to Santa Clarita and then had to, holy shit. So what did you do? How did you? How many freeways did you hit that day? You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, around. that's because it's like the 14 down. Uh, to yeah, the like, low, uh, uh, like the 138 to the 14, then to the five, I think maybe. Yeah, to the five. Well, back to the five, but then the five took me around. Not, not like going back to the 138. Whatever, it takes me back to through the like LA area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go back through LA to get to Ontario. Okay, so did you did you wind up coming across the uh, what two ten? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so you picked up on the two ten. Which, by the way, for those of you who live in California and now travel the two ten, uh, it is still. And I will argue this as far as going into LA is concerned. If you have to between Stop. the ten and the two ten, <laughs> yeah, but between the ten and the two ten, I'll take the two ten any day. Oh. Two ten for one, you're never gonna have the sun directly in your eyes. Which like, is a plus. Yes, that's a huge plus. The ten, if you're driving in the morning, okay, and you're heading let's say well actually it just depends on which route you're going. Either way, one direction or another, you're gonna have sun beaming right into your friggin' face. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, screw that one. But uh uh and that's uh, again uh, another indicative Feature of us being part of California is the, the so yeah the, the word the in front of the prefix uh, the in front of every freeway that we drive yeah the ten the two ten the five the we have the numbers everybody else has like turnpike names and yeah we don't call anything Pacific Coast Highway it's PCH yeah or Highway one hundred one we're not nice yeah. to historical figures or anything to the name freeways after people. <laughs> No, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. I don't know what any of them are named after or who they're named after or whatever. Uh, the only one I know is that section of the five that's named after the CHP officer who died during the Northridge quake. Yeah. And that was a hell of a fall. Good God. Yeah. yeah. Way to bring it down. Sorry. Anyways, uh, <laughs> on to our comedy. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, I had a busy drive that day. Yeah. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. Uh, we got to Burbank. Did our interviews, got the Pulp Fiction interviews, all the interviews, like a good portion of the interviews I hit on Sunday. Okay, nice. It was pretty awesome. Uh, didn't drink because I was out of money. Oh. But also, too, I wanted my money that I had for the Titus show for those drink, that drink. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, we got through the interviews, uh, got to the end of the day, and I had to haul ass out of there by two <laughs> because I needed to be in Ontario by four because I wanted to make sure I was in line. And right, time. right. So... I drove Doug back to Santa Clarita, hung out a little bit, and got my butt back on the road and did my fun freeway shuffle. Okay. And got to the Ontario Mills Mall about 4 o'clock, which I was gunning for. So it took me 
I'd say about an hour and a half. So would you have doors at 6, seats, uh, show starts at 7? Doors at 5.30, show starts at 7. Okay. Because right. it's, it was a Sunday, it was the last show of Titus's run, so they okay. probably were making sure everybody got in that needed to be in. Gotcha. gotcha. And also, too, I'm so OCD, it's dumb and funny. Right, right. I'm so OCD, it's dumb and funny. I'm so OCD, it's dumb and funny. You're right, that's not funny at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. Continue on. <laughs> But also, too, I wanted to get there early enough because I know the drive was going to suck, and I wanted to get a little pre-show drink going, knowing I'm going to be drinking a lot. Yeah, that. yeah, a little, you know, take a little edge off. Sure, I uh, got you. I ended up getting a free drink from GameWorks. Ooh, you blew a bartender. No, what the bartender blew. Well, okay, I'm confused. Pull, take me pull, through uh, it. I got up there, I sat down at the mm-hmm. table, and was just like, okay, cool. Just waiting for somebody to stop and talk to me and take my order. By the way, for those of you that don't know, GameWorks is an amazing place where you can come together and play all kinds of video games, new and old, and get hammered while you're doing it. Yes. But also, too, it just helps if the waitresses and waiters actually notice you. <laughs> oh, you got cold shoulders. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, I'm just like, what the fuck? He's <laughs> a fucking half-domed So it really, honestly, I'll say right off the bat, it wasn't the bartender. The bartender okay. was holding shop on his own. Okay. It was the several, which I can almost guarantee they're probably newbies. That just kind of blew right by me. And I'm just like, okay, fuck this after 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I See, I hope not. I hope it's just one of those things where it's. I think it was just one of those one in a million. They were like, oh, that's so-and-so section. Or, you know, and they thought that somebody would come by to get the drink. Or maybe they walked by and somebody's like, oh, okay, they got the And I'm a quiet dude. I'm not the type of person going like, I want booze. <laughs> Until I get some booze in me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's uh, in lost episodes. Okay, so yeah, let's see. Yeah, we'll, we'll clear that one up right now. He's quiet before, not so much after. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you haven't really seen me that drunk. No. No, yet. No. You think I talk a lot now? Wait till <sighs> you get me drunk. Oh, we're going to have a blast. Oh. Anyways, uh, 15 minutes passed. I headed towards the door, and I bumped into a manager, so I was just like, I'm not that type of person to cause an issue, but I just want to give you a heads up on what right. went down. Right. And she was like... I'll take you up there right now, and we'll get you the drink going right now. I'm like, I got to go get in a line. I, it's cool. I'll, she's like, come back after the show. We'll get you set That's up. That's good. Drink. You got a manager who's willing to step yeah, up. Yeah, I'm just like, it's cool. Due diligence. It's cool. Yeah. So I head for the door, and I kind of glance over. I can see through the door the Ontario Mills uh, improv line. I'm just like, okay, no, he's in line. The manager's still around, so I was like, uh, can I take you up on the drink? So she led me right up, got my drink. Enjoyed it. Pretty decent surfer on acid. I knew it. Okay. You know me. Yep. And it's always good when it's free. <laughs> I'm officially going to petition to change the name of that drink so that your new favorite drink is going to be like... Frosted butthole like, or... Like drippy erectile dysfunction or something. Something silly hey, like if that. they don't change the ingredients, I'll go, can I have two uh, double uh, dripping from the asshole? <laughs> oh, man. There you yeah. go. Well, I have described Jaeger as drippings from the devil's anus, so... Yeah, okay, you're really not afraid of that. So, yeah. okay, there's no big threat yeah. there. I do have a love-hate relationship with some alcohol. Fair enough. Um, I had my drink. Uh, he handed the cup back to the bartender. He's like, do you want another one? I'm like, thinking, like, I'm about to get a second free drink. But I double-checked the time. I was like, nah, I got to get going. I I could have asked him probably for a to-go glass or something. Or... <laughs> Sippy cup with a crazy straw. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Game Works, they do have kid stuff there, too. Yeah, that's true. But then I was like, nah, I'll just uh, go ahead and like, thank, I thank them and everything. And got in line talked up to some people they noticed i was wearing my um space invaders hoodie okay so it was kind of it was always the double take everybody has with that hoodie is yep. like they see the argyle and they know it's like that's um, an awesome hoodie. yeah yeah it's oh a God. really cool hoodie i love my hoodies yeah it's very cool <laughs> yeah uh we get in i sit down like they're gonna they're starting to usher me towards the front i'm just like 
It's cool if I hang in the back by the, like, there's, like, a bar area where it's just, like, single seat- seating and stuff. And I'm thinking, I'm there by myself. Fuck it. I'll just. <laughs> You're like, can I hide in the dark? Yeah. Where nobody can see me. Like a loser. loser. <laughs> I don't want to be pointed out as somebody without a person with me. No, and like last year, I was there with a girl. I was there with Robin and everything. So right. it'd be right off the bat if you remember last year's trip and everything that happened during that thing, right, where Bombshell right. Ray kind of uh, said uh, I was a date rapist <laughs> to show back up without the girl I was with last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, acquitted, but still. Yeah, it would be like oh, oh charges dropped. She's in the trunk. <laughs> she's waiting out in the car, the yeah. back of the car. Yeah. And, uh, Under the spare. <laughs> but that'd be the thing. Rachel would know that I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Everybody else would be like, is he kidding? I think we need to send the cops. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so they were like, yeah, go ahead, sit back there. And I was like, cool. And because it's a really good view, too. You get to see the entire room, right. see people's reactions, but get a really nice view of the full stage. So I'm sitting down. Uh, Autumn, wa- uh, this lady, Autumn, was my uh, server. So okay. she came up, got my order. I ordered my usual spinach dip, and of course my next server on acid. <laughs> what a comment, God! I, you know, I'm glad I'm the farter of the group because I think yours is just a fucking lay waste to people. Well, that, well, that's reason too. I'm OCD, but also too, I'm like, I don't want to stand on the public, so I will figure out a way to get to the bathroom. And also too, I've had moments. <laughs> <laughs> It's more of that finale. Nice. <laughs> I've had moments where, like, I'm at work and I let one fly, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I just shit myself." <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh my god. So Lord. you have enough of those happen where it's like, I got to fart. I'm gonna go in the back real quick. <laughs> and if you're still listening, yeah, it won't get much worse than this. Yeah, and everybody wonders why I'm single. <laughs> 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 Anyways. Um, I'm sitting there, I'm enjoying my drink and everything, and then uh, another one of the ushers bring in, brings up an uh, old guy. He wa- he's sitting at the end of the bar, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm, I don't care. He's not like right on me going, hi, I'm old. <laughs> you're, you're alone, too? You like funny people, too? Yeah. <laughs> I was in Korea. That's another reason I'm sitting back. I don't want to have small talk with people. Fair it, enough. It's been a long weekend. I want to just chill and enjoy Titus. Okay. But I'm sitting there, I'm enjoying my drink and everything. Old guy gets up, walks away. I guess go to the bathroom. Old guy, bladder. I can't, I'm going to get hate mail from old people if they knew how to do emails. I'm 40, dude. I got an old man bladder right now. <laughs> Fuck you. I'll, def- I'll defer every single one of them. Be like, bitches. I'll just send them like, pictures of me flipping them off. Okay, cool. There you go. That'll be the response. On the toilet? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Peeing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then another usher, I'm, I'm guessing it was a different usher, brings in a lady. And sits her right where the old guy was sitting. Oh. So I'm like, do I say anything? or I'm Upgraded. Like, yeah. Sorry. Or, or no, not really. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Not to go into any details. Um, I'm sitting there enjoying my drink and everything, and I glance over the corner of my eye, and the old guy's standing against the wall. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't see me riding my seat. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it. It'd be nice if it was that. <laughs> right. Because Autumn showed back up and asked the old guy, everything okay? And he explains uh, he was sitting where that lady was sitting, and uh, she, she's there, and he's not. So I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm like, fuck it. I stand up, I walk over, he's like, dude, you want my seat? It's a really good view there. I will I can move down to one of the tables, and I'll be perfectly fine. I right. don't care. I, I, this is my seventh year of seeing this guy, so I could be sitting in the back with my face against the wall. Hopefully nobody's standing behind me. 
and enjoy the show. Right. Yeah. So he's like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. And Autumn was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm really easy to please. You can tell me to stand by the wall and watch the show standing. And then I'm like, oh, as long as I have a drink, I'm good. So he sits down. I move down. And uh, Autumn comes back down, checks and sees how I'm doing. I'm like, uh, can I get another surfer? Just because the show was getting ready to start and everything. And she's like, oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm like, cool. And she brings the surfer out, and I'm sitting there drinking in and everything. And the show gets going. And she comes out with another one. Sits down, and she's like, oh, the bartender said the other one he didn't make too well, so here's another one on the house. Don't tell anybody. I'm like, okay. <laughs> hmm. All right. Which I, I'm figuring is just because I gave up my seat for the old guy. And I don't know. I'm thinking, man, in Southern California, that's flirting. Autumn. Not Autumn. Oh. The bartender. He didn't see me. Oh. I don't know where the hell the bartender is in that building. All right, fair enough. Unless there, it's like one of those like captain things where like there's a camera and he's like, "Ooh." So the lesson to be learned here is Josh is a homophobe. (laughs) 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 You instigate. (laughs) He's not. He's totally accepting. Yes. Well. (laughs) Continue, sir. Tie the story. Just dig it deeper and deeper. (laughs) Oh my god. See how Mental far the goes. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm drinking that second surface show starting, and honestly, wrap it up very quickly. Uh, Bombshell Ray, Titus' wife, always his opening act. Amazing comic. Mm-hmm. She, like, like I said, I've seen Titus perform seven years. I think there was like one or two years she didn't perform for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. But I've seen her set evolve over the years, too. And she has become such a great stand-up comic. I'm surprised she's not getting, like, specials and stuff. Now. How fucking awesome is that, though? I mean, you're, you're like a, a burgeoning comic, and you're married to somebody who can have you literally on stage every single night oh, yeah. performs as your opener. Yeah. You know? And I think this was, like, the first time I ever heard Titus really acknowledge that she's his wife. Oh, stage. that's cool. Was this time around. Because I think they kind of keep it separate. <laughs> so it's all like, oh, hey... Because they always have the same joke of she drives in with Titus and you don't know real fear when you're, like, uh, I think it's drifting on the, the I think it's one of the random freeways going 120 miles per hour. And if you're crying, Titus is calling you a wussy. <laughs> I totally butchered the joke, but fuck off. <laughs> Which is why she opened for him and you don't. Yeah, that's why I Fair haven't enough. got behind the mic again, but... Hold that coming thought. up, coming yeah. up, yep. because uh, there was threats. <laughs> Anyways, and then Titus got on stage, and this one, this year was pretty interesting because last year, I it was the beginning of his new set of Born with a Defect. Okay. And since he usually is in Ontario in May, mm-hmm. it's usually the start of a new set because his special usually airs before he comes to Ontario, and it's you see him workshopping, and that's been the cool thing about the past couple of years. It's always seeing him workshopping his new deal. This was one of the really cool years because I last year we saw the workshop version of Born with the Defect. Got to this year and it was crisp. The polished yeah, it was polished. Yeah, and yeah. then there were, like there was one point where it's the set the part of the set where he calls it the Mickey D zone, the demilitary zone. Demilitarized zone. Yes. And it's basically the how he puts it the hostage negotiations between his ex wife and him. Oh, the kids, yeah. The, yeah. the uh, custody swap, basically. Right, yeah. And how this one ended up with the police at his house and him with a glass full of uh, pomegranate juice in her, like, sir, it's like 
10 in the morning. Oh, yeah, but he had it in a wine glass. Yeah, he had it in a wine yeah. glass and everything. And then proceeding and then having to talk to his daughter and then him having to call his son downstairs and his son's coming down with no pants on. And he's just like, why? Yep. He's like, I got distracted. Yep, kids will do the weirdest shit at the weirdest moments. Yeah, and it basically ends with the cop going, if that was my ex-wife, because his ex-wife was in the back of the cop car. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, if that was my ex-wife, I'd be drinking too. <laughs> Notice I didn't go really into it, because one, I could not give it justice. Right. Not in a million years. But also two, watch the damn special. It'll be freaking hilarious. You'll oh, shit yeah, yourself. Yeah. But I got to see the Polish special and everything and just had a blast. I would, every time I go see Titus... Like, it was funny that some people at my work were giving me, like, fun grief. Mm-hmm. It's like, you should know you by name now, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm guessing, sure. But also, too, I kind of put it this way to them, and I'll throw it out here now. If you had a chance to see somebody that you look up to, and mm-hmm. let's just even throw out, like, if you can see somebody to the level of Bruce Springsteen, right? every year in an intimate setting like that, and you know you're going to be talking to them afterwards, for a decent period of time uh-huh. and talk shop and everything. Yeah, they start to remember. Yeah. You're going to do it. Yeah. And that's why basically Titus is Bruce Springsteen for me. It's like anytime he's in this area, I'm going to go see him. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward to the end of the show where you get to actually talk to Titus and all that stuff. How, yeah. How'd it go? It went really well because I was in line and everything and I was talking to people because they're having their, they're like asking each other questions of like, uh, so do we go over there for the like DVDs and stuff? And since... I'm the veteran. <laughs> like, yeah, there's going to be a table over there. Usually Rachel's over there. She'll have, like, the DVDs and stuff, and then you just pick which one you want, and then you go get your picture and everything. And I'm like, oh, cool, thank you. Nice. I'm like, awesome. We get close to the table, so I was like, okay, I'm going to get out of line and grab the DVD and say hey to Rachel, since she kind of remembers me, too. Right. So we're talking and everything, and she asked me if I had done my second open mic night yet. I'm like, no, I haven't. She gives us a look, and she's like, you... The next time we see you, you better have done your second open mic night. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I will. She's like, you cannot avoid the show just because you didn't do it. I'm like, honestly, I, I will take the B rating <laughs> because okay, I would so, never miss the show. So let me, let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, how do you, to, to jump out of this just for a second, how yeah. do you feel that you did with your first open mic? For, for being me uh-huh. and for the situation it was, like uh-huh. we've talked about in the past where it was... Like, if anybody can have their worst set right off the bat, it's usually something good because you get it out of the way. Right. I had my worst set right off the bat. Yeah, because that's something that Patton Oswalt had said. Yeah. He wished for all new comics coming up to just bomb, bomb horribly. And I didn't really... if you can get up after that and do it again, then yeah. Yeah. But you haven't got up to do it again. Yeah, I need so. to do it again. Yeah. Which, well, so do I. I'm not... Look, I've, I've done it four times. Hot Colin Kettle Black. Yeah, I've, I've done it four times. And <laughs> well, I but that's time. exactly it. You've done it like four times and everything, so it's more of the pot Colin the Kettle... A tongue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. If we want to be illiterate with it or something, I don't know. <clears throat> but we talked about it and everything, and I was telling her about stuff that's been going on with the podcast. We mm. got our site going and everything, and we're just talking about like my my ideas for like my set and everything, like right. the Westboro Baptist Church prank calls we used to do and everything. Right. And just talking, we're just talking and everything, and it gets to the point where I'm like, you know, I probably should just go ahead and uh, get the picture and get going. And I was like, so awesome talking to you because she's awesome. Yeah. So, I kind of step off to the side, and uh, Tice is finishing up with the next set of fans and everything, and then the next ones are coming up, and he's like, oh, no, this guy's been waiting forever. Let's get him on. I'm like, it's, it's cool, dude. Go ahead. He's like, you're way too nice. Get over here. And I'm like, yes, sir. 
basically, he knows to bust my chops. Yeah. So, standing there talking to him and everything, and I, I wanted Rachel in the picture, too, if you remember the picture yeah. and everything, and if you see my Facebook and all that crap, you know every year I got that picture right there, which is kind of funny. I've been more into the Facebook memories portion of it. And, I know, the nostalgia stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but like, Every day I get a new thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, and uh, like recently, like the past couple weeks since he's usually May, the past couple, actually the past couple days, it's been Titus, 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 Titus. Fair enough. <laughs> From all the past years. I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. And, but I called her over because I wanted to get the picture with both of them. And we're still talking and everything. I was telling them about the site. And I told him about the convention and everything. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, and I told him about the slap bracelets. I told him we had slap bracelets made for the convention where we hand him out to interview people and everything. And he's like, really? And, like, before I even finished, like, really even giving the description of the slap bracelets, I remember, oh, I still have one on my wrist that I've been wearing the entire weekend. Right. So I was like, screw it. I'm like, hold on. Peeled it off. Getting ready to give it to him. Not even skipping a beat. Like, even before I had it completely peeled off my wrist, he had his wrist ready. Nice. So I got the slap the slap bracelet on to Titus. Nice. And he's looking at it like, this is awesome. Yeah, I mean and for he, those for those who haven't uh, you don't know what we're talking about. We had uh, fourteen slap bracelets made for the upcoming you know Days of the Dead convention. Yeah. And um, since our if you go to our website, if you most of our stuff revolves around the Nowhere California. It looks like a, a street sign. Yeah. You know, welcome to Nowhere California. Um, so we, Josh and I. We got together one evening and we brainstormed and we went to the site that we were going to buy them from. Honestly, I did a little bit of brainstorming. You were the brainchild behind the good portion well, of that. Well, we, we went through it. You, you, it clicked in your brain quicker. It, it's because they had that one color and I was like, this is this looks exactly like a road sign. Yeah. So then I was like, let's do this in the green with the white lettering like a road sign and see how it does. And so we found a font. Uh uh, happened to be Oswald or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like an Oswald or something. It's a weird like something name weird. one. So we we wound up choosing that one, and uh, they came out perfect. When we got them, they were. It's not like your Chuck E. Cheese slap bracelet. Yeah, these were sturdy, uh, like plastic rubberized uh, slap bracelets that that you know are real, like have some wherewithal to them. Yeah, and like when he reacted to them, like mm-hmm. we need to do these for the Titus podcast, which is the second time he said something like that to me. See, that's which, cool. Hearing that from a hero is like, oh my god! Yeah. As soon as you finish saying that, and I'll say it now, and I'll say it multiple times now, AmazingWristbands.com. Yeah. If you want to get your own slap bracelets done or anything like that, AmazingWristbands.com. Yeah, and you can do them in any quantity that you want. Yeah, they are um, really cool about it. And if you happen to screw up your ordering, they're really cool about that too. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so anyway, we went ahead and did those, and, and those they went over like gangbusters, I guess yeah. with. With Titus, so that's rad. Yeah, and if you see the picture, you notice on one of his wrists is green wristband, and that's the Nowhere California slap bracelet on Titus. And what was my response when you showed up and were like, yeah, I gave away the only one I had? Uh, What was your response? Told you, fuck you, you can't have mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, remember, brain's a little farty right now. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, oh yeah. Well, honestly, I have anybody to give the last one to and give up my own Mm -hmm. to be Titus is a freaking badge of honor. That's cool. Yeah. If it was somebody else, I was like, shit, I can't believe my last one. Then I'd be like, I need that back. <laughs> <laughs> but with it being Titus and everything, I was like, nah, it, it's Titus. He's right. It's like, that's that's an honor for me to be able to do that mm-hmm. with a hero, but then also have him react the way he did. Right. And just for seven years of just putting up with going, hi. <laughs> <laughs> 
Remember well, me? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember me? I remember you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And, that, and that's the funny thing too. Like I, I talked about some of the my coworkers kind of giving me crap. Mm. I've seen people online that go to all the shows and act a little weird. Oh yeah, the the ones that the ones that tend to frequent it over and over again. I'm not not like yourself, but there are there's a in that group you'll find a handful of people that are. A little too attached. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing with me. It's like, I never want to be that way. I don't I don't ever want anybody, like, whoever we interview, mm-hmm. or, like, people like Titus, or just anybody that we run into in general, podcast-wise, or in general, like, celebrity-wise, to be like, oh, fuck, is that dude? Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you, I got you. And uh, that, that's about it. Like, I got two free Surfer on Acids that Sunday. Nice. Uh, so it was a five-drink night, paid for three <laughs> awesome yeah now did you happen to branch out or did you just have five surfers on acid just surfer on acid that's my go-to this guy hey i know i i don't give hey, you my go-to is la water and uh the wine spritzers i don't give you grief on no that's true. hey that's phil fuck you <laughs> he says give me the wine spritzer hold the wine yes uh well yeah. he, he did see vapor trails when he had that peach sni- uh cider <laughs> yeah what the hell yeah yeah <laughs> I don't was think, did we ever bring it up on that? I don't think we ever did. Okay, so we're sitting here one night. and No, it was at the uh, Hollywood Improv. Oh, that's right, at the Improv. And they were talking about the different ciders that they had. I, said, I ordered one, and then I told Phil, like, dude, I'll pay for yeah, yours. Yeah, I'm like, I, I think you'll like the ciders because they're, you know, they're alcoholic like a beer, but they have more of a, you know, kind of a fruity taste to them, you know, like the hard ciders and things like yeah. that. So they had a peach cider that was on there. I think it was a Widmer's peach cider. And so... Uh, <clears throat> He's going to be listening. Yeah. He's like going, fuck you guys for yeah. watching this. So we, we wound up getting... We all wound up getting, you know, our, our drinks. I got my LA water. You got your Surfron acid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so we got Phil a, a peach uh, cider. Yeah. And he gave it a shot and liked it, but was like... He goes, hey, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. But he, didn't he only finish like half of it? Or he something? only finished half of it because I had one with. I yeah. got one too, and I finished that. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. alcoholic, and I, I like my booze. Well, it's enough. a cider, so it's not really exactly like right. it's booze, booze, a peach cider at mm-hmm. that. <laughs> but we're we're talking and everything. And all of a sudden, I see Phil kind of wave his hand in front of his face. I'm like, <laughs> like he fucking dropped LSD or yeah. something. And I'm looking. I'm like. Alicia's gonna fucking kill me. Uh, <laughs> I broke Phil. <laughs> look, man, you know, okay, and and, and I'll have to have to cop to this because uh, I, I know my wife doesn't listen to this, but I, I'll tell her anyways if I have to. Uh, you know, you know, my favorite sip of a drink was that whole night. What? Remember where we sat? Remember the couple they sat next to? Oh us? yeah. And there was that that girl that had like the the blonde dreadlocks and the, yeah. all that. She was there with her boyfriend or whatever from out of town. Or, yeah. And she had the dirty, dirty martini. Oh yeah. The extra dirty martini. And I was like, is it, you know, did they make it good? Is it good? And she was like, yeah, here, have a drink of mine. Like, oh, here, here. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. It was good. It was really, really good. I've had some martinis was, with Doug. It helped that it was a, you know, good-looking woman that slid me her dirty, dirty martini. Yeah, okay, so well, like, right, fair enough. Well, I'll throw it out there. I drank a little bit of Doug's dirty martini. and Fair enough. Yeah, I thought that about you, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I've... I'm not a martini person, but I was like, okay, I could drink this off and on. Uh, you know, look, I've, I've never really had too much of the dirty martini. I've had a, a couple of regular martinis, and I would love to try the Vesper Lynn martini that from, from James Bond. It's a very high-dollar high, high dollar top shelf martini. Yeah. But the gin that they use, they don't make it anymore. So and then, you, you and can it, never really get a true one unless you find a bottle of that. And something. then it's going to be high in the price. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You're looking at probably a $50 martini. Yeah. But... um. 
the trick to a martini is they're uh, shaken or stirred. It's actually better stirred from what I've understood. Um, <clears throat> they're better stirred, and they're better when they're served Arctic cold, oh, like yeah. ice cold. That's the one thing I've always known yeah. about martinis. Like you want it cold. You want it absolutely cold, and you want to drink it quickly. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't have to like guzzle it back, but you don't want to sit and sip on it all yeah. night long. You don't want to nurse it. No, anymore. you don't want to nurse it. Yeah. So, but they're they're fantastic. They are. I mean, they. they I I love the taste of them. And that dirty martini was really really good. That's cool. So, but anyway. Yeah, but um. Back to the stand-up subject, and like we did talk about uh, my shaming of not getting my second mic night going. Yes. Uh, which I did find out, and I'm going to throw it out to you if you knew about it. Um, the Ontario Mills Improv has been doing open mic night. Have they? Yeah. Okay, I did um, not know that. Yeah, um, I think they are still currently doing it. Okay. So, I don't want to throw out any kind of like ultimatums for us to be like, okay, two months we're going to do no, this. No, 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 but I think setting goals is the important yeah. thing. Setting a, you know, like a, a realistic goal, like a one to three month goal. Saying, yeah, okay, exactly. I'm going to get on stage once or twice at least. Especially with how quickly this year's going. I'd almost <laughs> say if we wanted to throw something out right now, it's like by the end of the year we at least get Well, yeah, it's absolutely one. pathetic because, you know, I've written a ton of material. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I brainstorm material all the time. It's, it's easy. Same Let me here. tell you, it is so easy to draw material when you have four kids and... You know, a fairly new wife and all that. It's like it's easy to draw from a lot of that's it. That's the thing I've been wondering about myself, too, where I've been trying to figure out, like, where can I draw from? Like, I can't just draw from the podcast. You work retail, dude. That's not funny. That's just sad. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but also, too, it's not really that funny. You it, have to find the right scenario. Well, there's one thing that came up where it was like, like you're married. Mm-hmm. Bill is pretty much married. Mm-hmm. And I'm habitually single. And I've been jumping into, uh, like, kind of the online, online dating world and apps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I've been learning that uh, I get what I pay for because I've been doing, like, the free dating apps. Yeah, you need... you you. I need to pony up the cash. Like, I think a Christmas gift for you this year is we're going to get you, like, a one-year subscription to, like, Match.com or... If this was like a year ago or something, I'd probably BDSM. like BDSM.com or alt.com or something, somewhere where you can get somebody that'll tie you up, whoop your ass, and give you the ride of your life. Oh, God, no. Please, God, no. I'll, I'll, okay. that, that shit will scare me, the BDSM crap. Because yeah, that'd be blinding and be like, I'm going to tie you down. And my friend Steve here, Steve! Because <laughs> <laughs> ah. there was like one <laughs> moment uh, on the, it was the meeting. What's your safety word? I'm not gay, I'm not gay, I'm not gay. <laughs> not there, not there, not there. Uh, I've been part of like the Meet Me app, and there I got a message saying like, uh, "Angel of dot 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 sent you a message." Now, for you, what would you think that Angel of would end with? The morning angel. Something nice. Yeah. Something like Angel of Lust. Angel of. What was it? Angel of Doom. Angel of Death. Nice. No. Yeah. Because if you would have seen the picture of this person, uh-huh. it, like, picture uh, Mike Ditka's like ball sack. Wow, damn. And you'd want to look at Mike Dicka's ball sack more than this person. Okay. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> so what we've learned from this podcast is Josh is homophobic and shallow. <laughs> no, I'll show you the picture later. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's all right, man. No, it's like, you've, you've heard about my dating past, too. It's like, it's time for me to be shallow. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. It's time for me to be kind of a dick. <laughs> All right. Because I have enough restraining orders on females right now where it's like, no, I, I need to have like a better screening process. We need to, yeah, we need to, we need to find you, I don't know, like a Russian mail order bride. Nah. 
you don't have to marry her. Just bring her over and get her naturalization papers and all that stuff. But, you know, promissory sex in between. Nah. Nah, <sighs> yeah, I might as well just get a hooker. Yeah, but this would be one that you wouldn't have to pay. No, I still have to pay for it to get over here. We're going to discuss shit off mic. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but anyways, like I've been realizing the different stuff I can really draw from like my day in life and right. of course as I've been talking about and I've talked to Titus and Rachel about is uh, our past with the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's always one to go off of. I don't know, uh Well that's just like that'd be a one set thing is it'd be like, Oh, here's my Westboro oh, Baptist course, story. Yeah, you don't like base your whole thing around that, but yeah. uh, because you can only beat a dead horse for so long. Well, that's true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Before it becomes a little boring, I get, yeah. you. I get you. I get you. Um, yeah, see, uh, I've continued to write all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah. I'll just catch conversations and, you know, these uh, these oddball little situations and stuff like that that I'll, I'll pick up at work and, and whatnot that I have with different people. And then, you know, I'll, I'll write that down if I find something funny yeah. about that and try to translate it. Like, uh, you know, one of the guys that I work with, he's Rastafarian. You know, and so he's... You would just assume that, you know, hey, love, man, love. You know, that kind of... Yeah. That sort of thing. He's all about... I don't know why I did it in Jamaican voice. Russ Fine could be anybody. But, um... Anybody who smokes weed. So, he... I'm uh, sorry. Uh, some, like, uh... Like, trust fund baby with, uh... White boy dreadlocks cannot be Russ <laughs> Justin Bieber? I think the whole Russ movie wants to kick you in the tent right now. Right. No, that's what I meant. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. So, okay, so, the buddy of mine, he's absolutely Russ Farian, right? Yeah. So, we're sitting, we're sitting there talking one night, you know, and I'm like, okay, this guy's all about, you know, being mellow and chill and, you know, he's, you know, we uh, all, all kind of love, one love and all that stuff, blah, 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 until you mention gays. Oh, God. <laughs> and he goes off the fucking handle. I don't know, fag. Whoa, what happened? What just happened? So, yeah, oh, yeah, he totally shifts gears and is like, no, 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 I don't like homosexuality and this and that. I'm like, damn, son. Sounds like he uh, so, yeah. might want to boycott Target lately. Yeah, I, I wrote this whole thing on, on, you know, on that whole, you know, he hates fags and, uh, yeah. you know, this and that. Not saying, okay, anyway. Yeah, well, actually, that, that was in my cool. mind something that just came up the other day at work. Mm. I'm getting stuff ready, and the mobile representative is ringing up somebody. Okay. An old guy. Yeah. And he's like, well, do you guys have those phony baloney bathrooms yet? I'm like, what do you mean? You mean like our bathroom bathrooms? Yeah, and I'm like, no, the plumbing works perfectly fine in the bathrooms. Because I knew where he was going. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, no, they work. They're, they're perfectly fine. And he's just like, no, I mean about the... The issues going on right now, but I work at Target. We've been having issues with people mm-hmm. being pissed off about our bathroom policies. And anytime anybody has brought it up at Target, I'm like, no, nah, I'm safe so far out of this band. It's not even funny. This is the most I gotten into it. Yeah. Because, one, it seemed like the guy would understand either I'm a dumbass or he know he, he would hopefully know I was joking. Right. By going to a phony bathroom, I'm like, no, it flushes. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I listened to the Kevin and Bean show and uh, out here in, in L.A., and that was one of the things they talked about. It was like, these are the same bathrooms that transgender and people who identified as the opposite sex yeah. had been using for years. 
and nobody gave two shits about it. But now Fox but News now that they it. bring it up and it's become an issue and it's become this thing, then now these companies have to acknowledge it. And so now you're making a problem where there was none. Oh, yeah. There was like a friend of mine from high school, which yeah. he was a drama student in high school. So I've seen him act really stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where he became like uh, conservative or anything. I'm not going to mention his name because I think he listens. But he posted on Facebook about like, okay, I'm boycotting Target. I'm boycotting Target. And I'm like... I was like, like I went towards my keyboard and pulled back like several times. Like, yeah, you want it, and then you don't, and then you want so it. So I'm like, you, you know what? I'm gonna leave it at that. Kind of ignored it and everything. And then just the other day, I think it was for the Uncharted release. He was there. Mm. I'm so tempted to walk up to him and go like, oh, you changed your mind. Yeah. What? Well, well, so like Uncharted Four. Well, did Walmart forward. not have it? Or did you go in their bathrooms too and go, wait? Yeah. At least the Target bathrooms are clean. See, that's the thing, man. It's it's <sighs> it's so stupid, and I think that's going to be a big portion of my sets is stupidity. Look, honestly, right now I'm telling you, any any person who identifies as the opposite sex, okay, if you have yeah. a man who who identifies as a woman but doesn't dress that way yet or hasn't gone through the procedure or anything like that, it's going to use the men's restroom. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're going to do. Out of out of respect out of fear of, common courtesy yeah common, yeah, common courtesy of not wanting to cause an issue and things like that once they've gone through that process who gives a fuck yeah exactly they're going to use the women's bathroom and everybody wants to throw out the whole well they're going to go in there and attack people it's like no yeah it, like, it, because there's a huge thing of that going on now like, but also too you look back like I googled it I was like okay attacks in the bathroom how many of them were straight up transgender none no it was just some freak with like five day facial growth yeah bald head swastika tattooed on their forehead wearing a tutu. Yeah, there's there's a lot of bad people and they're going to be doing bad things regardless no of whether what. this policy is in effect or this law is in effect or yeah, whatever, so you know, Tennessee's got going on. Listen to Paul McCartney. Like, seriously, it's so fucking stupid. Well, um, we can find some real good fodder out of it. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, you, there you go. You work at a, a store in which you can draw a comedy from right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, well, that's kind of it, the bit it because I've been there for seven years pretty much as long as I've seen Titus. Mm-hmm. I guess that's another thing on its own, but um, but there, I think earlier, if I could remember all the way back then, because it feels longer, that I, there was probably funny stuff back then, but now it's just kind of like, I go through the motions. Right. You yeah. see, and that's the thing. You you go to you go to your job and you do these things, but all you need to do is just be a little more observant of the things that are going around you. The stupidity Because the funniest things are going to be stuff that people can relate to. At least that's what I'm understanding from most of the comic friends and stuff that I talk to is the best stories are the ones that are real. Yeah. Not constructed, not made up, where you're not trying to be funny to somebody else. It's where you think about something and you go, It oh, gives you yeah, a laugh. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's going to yeah, give the, other people a laugh. Yeah. And so you just got to find a way to spin that out into something that, uh, you know, you has such delivery and, and uh, you know, that that's where the art form of stand-up comedy comes in is, is finding a way to spin it and tell it in a way that keeps people laughing and interested in what you're doing. Exactly. Well, it's kind of so, like another thing to just pop in my head. Like, sitting here now, it's mm-hmm. stuff starting to flood out because I think it was maybe my third year in Target mm-hmm. working the holidays. This was like one of the first holidays where I was doing my marathon shifts. And I'm fixing up the book area and everything and I overhear a little kid saying Elmo and then you can hear his tired mom go oh you didn't hear Elmo died last night oh. I'm like oh my god that's it, somebody just trying to take revenge right there yeah and just be like you can tell that she was just like I want to go home it's like that Louis C.K. stand up that you know 
<laughs> just shut the fuck up and eat your friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh my god, you know, like it's not parents, that being a bad person. Go, yeah, <laughs> but regular people will go, oh my god, what a horrible parent. But parents will go, what did that shitty kid do to that mom? Exactly. <laughs> and that's the fallback to the Titus one. Like his new set is about his parenting life. Mm-hmm. We kind of alluded to it too. And honestly, to me, this set is probably one of his best sets ever. Good. Like back in the Norman Rockwell's bleeding days, and that's saying a lot. Nice, but also too, I love every set he does anyway. So yeah, he's he's very funny. He's a great storyteller. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's the type of comic I wanted. Yeah, he's yeah. a great storyteller. There, you know, you have your one-liner guys who do really well. Your Rodney Dangerfields, your Mitch Hedberg's, and stuff yeah. like that. But you know, the guys who can really tell a story. Yeah, and keep it going. Yeah, keep it rolling are, are, are fantastic, and that's you know why I like my. You know, uh, Mitch Fatels and your, you know, Mitch Head, I'm sorry, uh, Lucy Kay and your, of course, George Carlin. Yeah. And, yeah. Just all the like great that. storytellers yeah, and everything. And, yep, Chris Titus. Yeah. And uh, another thing I was going to mention too is like, I'm going to hopefully, if certain things start falling in place the right way, we're, I'm gunning, hopefully, we can finally get the, our interview with uh, Travis Tapplechay <laughs> on here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. After so many attempts and fails on my side. <laughs> Oh no, we we no, that's easy. We can just sit down and talk with him anytime. Yeah. Uh, you know, Travis being a friend of mine from theater days, and yeah. then also you know doing some of the stand up and things like so that. He's that been really cool about you know talking. Tears rolling. Yeah, and uh, you know we, it, I I think it would be easy for us to talk to several different of the you know comedians and stuff up here. Anthony Stone comes up here quite frequently. J T well, Turner. Well, there was a comic uh, that hit me up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was like I want to talk to you guys. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> There we yeah, go. Yeah, it's like, yeah. and that's the reason I want to get ta- uh, Travis on is to start that ball rolling because we, we, I've tried so many times to get Travis and it's like, I think my life now is finally going to get to that point where I could start doing like uh-huh. local interviews with yeah. like the comics and everything and getting the ball rolling again on like outside of the PR world interviews because I would love to talk to Nice Peter, the Glove of Boots guys, Epic Lloyd, uh-huh. just getting back to us hunting down the interviews and not kind of getting them served up. <laughs> Right, yeah. right. You with the guy from Rad. Yes, Bill Allen. Bill Allen. Bill Allen. Because my brain just farted. No, that's right okay. There. He's yeah. I, I if wanna... you listen to my film festival interviews, see my brain farted a lot during those. Definitely want to try to sit down and get a, a conversation with him. You know, with the new Power Rangers coming up, I'd like to do even if it's a phone-in uh, interview with uh, um, uh, Jason David Frank. You know, from Power Rangers, the Tommy Tommy yeah. uh, Oliver from Power Rangers, the White and Green Ranger. We need to talk to him about the Tartan Ranger. <laughs> the lesser known Scottish one yes <laughs> short but he's fiery yeah. um, you know and then going into our Ghostbuster stuff you know talking it wouldn't be a bad idea to talk to Robin again oh, you know, I'd love to talk like to Robin even, even if Ghostbusters wasn't around right now I, see there's another thing I gotta stop being so chicken shit about and you know like I don't know if she'll hear this or anything like it, but I'll have, to, I'll have to tell is I threw it out there as a joke one night I was like you know what we're, we're gonna come down and we're gonna do the improv one of these nights down on Melrose and you know, I got to bring Christina down with me, and hey, maybe you, me, and Sean and Christina should get together and have dinner sometime. And she was like, "Let me know when." Well, you are going on vacation here, and soon. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. so yeah, you know, do it, man. Um, you know, I think I, I think the fear is is we're going to sit down and outside of Ghostbusters, you're just gonna be like, yeah. I'm going to be like, I have, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to say or talk about. But I think she's she's such, like, she's such an outgoing and bubbly, wonderful oh, person yeah. that I think it'd be you know easy talk enough. about it in theater. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to hear about some of her auditions, and I'd like to pick her brain about some of the acting things because yeah. that's another you know aspect exactly. of, of life that I'm going through right now is, is transitioning into doing much more uh, as far as becoming an actor. Not really a put-up-or-shut-up period. It's 
Oh no, it's absolutely it's a, it's a one hundred percent put up or shut up for no, me. No, well, because it kind of puts like a negative tone on. It. I'd say like you even said off mic is like stop saying if if yeah right. If. Well, see, there was something that, that I read. There was an article that I read a um, a while back, and I think it was Men's Health or something like that. And it was Timothy Oliphant. Um, or Oliphant or whatever. All fantastic, as Kevin Smith likes to put it. There you go. <laughs> uh, wonderful actor. Love yes. the guy. Love the guy so much. He, he's, he's just a tremendous Good actor. actor. Probably so kind of a dick if you he, remember Kevin Smith's stories. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, nonetheless, one of the things that he had said in an interview was um, he was going to school to become a teacher. And he kept referring to it as his fallback. Like, if he didn't become an actor, he would do this. And he changed his mind and absolutely opted not to do that because he didn't want to leave himself with a safety net. Yeah. He wanted, either I'm going to make it, period, or I'm going to be struggling for my entire life to become an actor. And I I like that mentality. It's like, shit or get off the pot. Like, get in there and, you know, dig in and fight. Or don't. Don't half-ass it. Don't test the waters. Exactly. You know, swim right into the deep end and see how it works. Yeah. You know, learn to swim. And so... You know, who knows? I, I may get in there. I may do some extra work. I may actually get cast in a few things. I may do some stuff. Porn? Uh, sure, sure, sure. Um, no, that's no, never. No. The wife laughed. Ha 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 ha. You shower with the, your shirt on and the lights off. Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. And I still cry. <laughs> and I still cry. I just soak myself up. I play the crying game. <laughs> yeah. You get so, down there, you touch. Oh God, no. <laughs> I don't know. See, like, here's the thing. You know, uh, short and fat seems to work for body type in uh, porn, you know, with Ron Jeremy. Not so much with your dick size. No, no, no. It not work that way. You know, I call mine Danny DeVito not because he's, uh, you know, not because he's short and greasy, but because he's, uh, <laughs> you know, because he's thick and talented. Uh, but that's, that's kind of my, that's, that, that, that's, that's another one I wrote, by the way. <laughs> so. That'd just yeah. be an opera level. Yeah, people I mean, like, anybody that name your dick after. <laughs> what, Danny DeVito's a talented motherfucker? Yes, he is. Yeah. But I'm more thinking of the audience on that one. Well, yeah. If it was just me, I'd be, like, oh, I'd be lying a liar going, yeah! That's what I'm hoping for, is the one drunk fucker to stand up in the crowd and be like, yes, yes! May not hit the bottom of the well, but I'll scrape the shit out of the walls on the way in. Mine's Peter Dinklage. So, uh, there you go, another one, short and talented. Um, he can handle a sword. You always have to throw the talented in there. Yeah. You have to throw it in there, so... Um, <laughs> Jeez, I don't even know where to go from here. Uh, I'll go into this, like just thinking about it now. <laughs> Robin just heard the rest of that and was all never fucking mind. We're not yeah. doing dinner at all. Thinking about how, like the one we recorded before this mm-hmm. one, how we were kind of just drained and kind of just hitting a wall. Yeah, this one's a lot better. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've taken a couple swings at this and we've just been too tired and and too too much shit Strung happening out. at once. <laughs> yeah, and and ready to murder people and and. Uh, didn't seem like the right way to talk about comedy was, you know, on the verge of murder. Yeah. For some it is. For uh, some it is. Some Lewis it works. Black, hey, I think it would work great oh, for Louis Black. Um, somebody on Joe Blow Movie Fan Central just went and saw Louis Black live, mm-hmm. and I had to. I had to post, you're a fucker. <laughs> well, oh, because he got to go see him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lewis Black is easily one of those guys that's you know cemented himself as a legend. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and he still yeah. does the back in black on uh, Daily Show. Yes. Even that's without cool. John. Okay, so... Uh, Speaking of, like, Louis Black, you know, he did the uh, um, the Correspondence Dinner at the yeah, White House. Yeah, Larry Wilmore just did it this year. Yes. So, okay, so Larry Wilmore, did you watch that? I haven't watched the footage yet. I read all the stuff <laughs> about it where it's just, like, the stuff Dude, he said. and the first 30 seconds, he turns and says to Obama, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to murder this a little bit, but it's something to the effect of this, okay? Uh, do you know who Steph Curry is, by the way? 
No. Okay, Steph Curry is the probably the most amazing shooter in basketball history. Okay. Uh, can just rain down threes from anywhere. I mean, he can. He's just an amazing shooter. And basketball is the one that's played on ice, right? Yes. Okay. No. Okay. I wasn't the last so pick to be for everything so, <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> Steph Curry, uh, amazing shooter, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And one of the things they talk about when you're shooting from outside the the key, the three point range, is you're raining them down. Yeah. So. Basically, he says, uh, well, you know, President Obama's winding down with his his career's term, you know, in, in the White House. He's been hanging out with NBA players and all that stuff. And he goes, and why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't he hang out with the likes of Steph Curry? Both of them have been raining bombs on unsuspecting people for years. Oh, shit. It was like in the first 30 <laughs> seconds. And Obama was like, really? And I was like, oh, my God. That's ballsy. It like he just went with zero fear because I know he did a lot of stuff where he was getting a lot of grief on it. It's just like it's the correspondence there. It's right. going to be well. Now, if you if you listen to any of Loose Black stuff, his Carnegie uh, Carnegie Hall performance, that's one of the things he talks about. The most painful job that he ever took was the the, the White House correspondence today. Exactly. Okay, and so he's like, the Pope died, and <coughs> the president wasn't going to be there, but Dick Cheney was. So okay, he's like, shit, and he's like, he's right here next to me, you know, like this is this is going to suck. And so he goes, I had to take my entire act and refine it and whittle it down into a very streamlined series of knock-knock jokes. You know, (laughs) this is the way he kind of phrased it. He goes, these are the most uptight people you you want to ever deal with. And he says, you literally have to, your, your job is to wander out into the audience, remove the sticks that are jammed up their ass, pull them out, smell them, gently insert them back and tell them their shit doesn't stink. And... And so, and that's, and that's the best way to describe that because, yeah. like uh, Ferguson, yeah, uh, he did the one with uh, George Bush. Okay, and George Bush was there. Yeah, see, there's two. There's the there's the White House. There, there's the correspondence and then the correspondence dinner. Yeah, the correspondence dinner is the comics one where everybody bring like news mm-hmm. outlets like I'm bringing Ozzy Osbourne. Oh yeah, I'm bringing- dude, he rakes CNN over the coals. Good, like uh, oh, it's, uh, CSN, NBC. Yeah, oh, like, all those networks can't find like you know can't keep or hire any more black people or can't fire them fast yeah. enough yeah. and that sort of thing. And, like, and oh, okay. uh, Craig talks about like meeting <coughs> uh, George Bush beforehand. Mm-hmm. And he, he, any interview comes up, Craig is usually like. He's kind of a nice guy. It's just like knowing that he's the worst fucking president. And, right. <laughs> and he's like, I got to go out there and give him shit. Yeah. And that's the, yeah, it's exactly, it's almost in a vein of how stand-up comics and the hosts look at the Oscar telecast. It's like, you will not win at all when right. you host the correspondence center of the Oscars. Well, see, the, the thing is, I think you have to be, there's just a specific person or specific people that can host the Oscars and do okay with it. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, I know a lot, he, he caught a lot of flack for, I think both the, uh, wow, God, what did he do, Golden Globes? And, did he host the Oscars? No, he hasn't, you're thinking Ricky Gervais? Gervais? I think he completely refuses to do it. I don't think he does. I think they completely refuse to let him do it. Which is good. I think, Uh, if they have offered it to him. No, 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 yeah. Well, he did, like, he did his two years at Golden Globes, and Uh everyone was like, oh, fuck, fuck him. Because he eviscerated everybody. Oh, yeah, and Uh he deserved every ounce of it, because the Golden Globes are fucking jokes. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, out of every award show... Like, the Golden Globes make the freaking Blockbuster Entertainment Awards look freaking like the Nobel Peace Prize. You know, as somebody who's getting ready to try to become an actor, I'll put it out there and say that I wouldn't mind winning myself a Golden Globe. 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind. They're kind of a precursor <laughs> to the Oscars, so... Like, I may talk all this shit and everything, but they go, you want to go to the wardrobe? Oh, yes, please. Yes, and if I've learned anything from the Golden Globes is that... Uh, you're going to win the Oscar. Yeah, you're... Well, more than likely. As long as you get fucked by a bear. Yeah. Thank you, Leo. It took, it took him until getting fucked by a bear to win that damn thing. It's insane the links that he had to go to to win that fucking Oscar because he's such a, a talented son of a bitch. I, I still need to watch Revenant. Yeah, I need to watch Revenant yeah. myself. But uh, I've heard uh, it's kind of boring as hell though too. <laughs> I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like, I get into movies. Like, I'm very big on the whole cinematic delivery oh, yeah. of everything. So I'm looking forward to seeing. Well, it, it's like with me. Like, like right now, I have The Martian sitting on my counter. Mm-hmm. It's been sitting there for a while because I've been doing editing. I've been doing all this fun stuff because I know that movie. I have to sit down and watch. Yeah. So I've been throwing on like I've. Some new free streaming thing on my Xbox. I've been watching, throwing Alf on and letting that play in the background as mm-hmm. I work on stuff or Night Court or Drew Carey. Pornhub. Yeah, yeah, Pornhub. Well, you can't really have that as background noise because it's easy to re- distraction. Well, yeah. And if you're trying to work... Think about it, though. If you can work through that. Well, I'm not that talented. All right. <laughs> uh-huh. And that just stumbles into a whole different world mm-hmm. right there. I don't know. This just came across my mind, too. Like, if I could figure out a way to get up for the open mic night and Mm -hmm. have this kind of atmosphere where it's like, okay, I need to drag Nick's dining room table up there with me. Well, see, that's (laughs) it, it... That's what I. That's what I like. Like it. It should challenge you and take you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And then it should get to a point where you've done it for so many years that you're just comfortable getting on stage no matter what. And you go out there and you deliver your material. And if if people aren't into it, they're not into it because yeah, not, not every you know, not every experience is going to be just rolling laughter. Well, you know? I think my main, like my main Achilles heel, my linchpin, mm-hmm. is hearing myself. Like, when, when I did that one open mic mm-hmm. night, hearing the echo of myself threw me off. Yeah. It's, and I mean, I'm not you used to that to, type stuff. You just, you have to get past yourself, you know, I think is what it is. And that's me. I have to stop overthinking. I, you know, Josh and I both won an open mic contest. Um, I was fortunate enough the following to have challengers. night. Well, <laughs> I was fortunate enough that the following night I got to open at the Green Tree Inn. Uh, which has become kind of a hotbed for comedy yeah. up here. And I did my set, but I wound up being really short. I only wound up doing like three minutes. Well, and, I didn't uh, take my... Uh, I didn't take five minutes. And, and well, I didn't take my opportunity that they gave me to go to Stingers. But also, two, one, right. my work schedule was not going to allow it. And two, it's down in San Bernardino. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was it was something where I did my set and I wound up kind of cutting it short. It was funny for what I did, but yeah. uh, you you got to where you you were on the brink of your comfort level, where it was like, okay, I need to get out now. Well, see, my my thing is this, and I and I heard this from another comedian. I can't remember who it was just recently. Who said that, uh, you know, even if you're starting to bomb, finish your set. Finish Which it. I did. Like, finish your set. And that's that's kind of the, the best advice I heard because what I did was I chose to cut my set short instead of stammering over, like, uh... Well, that was exactly like mine where, like, the like I'm going through it and everything and that teleprompter in my head goes black. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, if you know anything about my first shot, it was I spent the better part of an hour out in the parking lot nervously going over my entire set. I did that too. And luckily I but know, I think that I was my issue. Things, I had little things that I was able to pull you know like pull off of which was, you know, like the girl that was sitting on stage. Um there there was a, a Hispanic girl that was sitting up on stage and she was wearing it looked like a skirt. I think it was a skirt but it might have been a skirt. 
um, and she's sitting on a bar stool, and so you're you're kind of almost looking up her skirt. Yeah. And she's waiting for you to just suck ass, and so she could sweep you off stage, kind of like the Gong Show sort of thing. Yeah. So I immediately got up on stage, and I just turned back and looked at her and said, "Hey, nobody told me it was Taco Tuesday." <laughs> you know. I remember that too. And it went over well, you know. And then when I did the Green Tree, it was, um, you know, I was walking up there, and and uh, <laughs> and I, I I said, you know, hey. I'm, to this lovely couple right here, I'm, I'm I'm sorry if I just hit your wife in the back of the head with my dick, and she goes, I didn't feel it, and I go, great, you know my wife too, huh? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was nice. I was able to feed off stuff like that, you know, and so it, it kind of helped out. But uh, I, I've done it a couple times now where I I kind of fall flat, you know, not not fall flat with the crowd. I've I've actually got a pretty good response, but I I just get, fall flat with yeah, yourself. I get kind of a oh god, what am I going to do? I'm getting choked up here, you know. And how do I? Well, it was like um, so. I need to network with other comedians and things like that, and you know. Well, it was like that first year, the the year that I did the open mic night, and then Mm -hmm. I went to Titus and everything, and I was talking to Rachel before talking to Titus like usual, and I told her how everything went and everything, and how all my material just completely went out of my head. She's like, "That was better than my first time." (laughs) See, somebody's always gonna have a worse story than you. And then. then I told her, like, I won by default. And she's like, fuck the default stuff. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. And then went over to Titus. And then, like I've said on here before, and I've told you, like, even before I got to Titus at that point, mm-hmm. Rachel jumped in front of me and was like, this dude finally did it. See? And, and that's... And... Uh, knowing yeah. that you've inspired people to do comedy yeah. and you're a comic, that's good. That's a good thing. You know? Oh, yeah. That's... And then I, to- I said the default thing to him. And he flat out told me, like, fuck default. Yeah. <laughs> Get that out of your fucking mind right now. You did it. Yeah, you got up there and did it, and 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 nonetheless, it was it was there, man. And, and uh, with my history of fucking taking F's in English class for oral reports because I did not want to mm-hmm. fucking stand in front of that class talking to them, knowing if I could say fuck shit and all that stuff in front of them, I probably would have done it. Yeah. Uh, so, in all of that discussion, let's lay it out right now. What are our, what are our goals? What are we going to plan? Uh, I think an honest goal would be at least. One to two open mic nights before the end of the year. Okay. That gives us a good amount of time no, to... Yeah, that's a solid chunk, you know, before the end of the year. I'm going to shoot for two to three myself. Yeah. Um, and possibly more. Yeah. Depending on what it is. Like I said, you know, my, my love is acting. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm really going to push forward and try to tackle that work. Not try... Okay. Let's, let's rephrase that shit right now. Uh, I'm not going to try to push forward and tackle that world. I'm going to tackle that world no matter what happens right off the bat. And I'm going to stay away from discouragement. And I'm going to stay away from, uh, you know, I'd rather welcome the naysayers and shit like that because it's just going to fuel me to do more. Exactly. Um, I I know what I can do and, you know, I know I'm good at it. Um, I know that I can craft myself into a good stand-up comedian as well. And it's something that I would like to do. In conjunction with all of that yeah. stuff, so I'm going to shoot for three to five stand-ups b- between now and the end of the year. Uh, I think that's an easily doable goal. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, and so I say that, and I'm like, I got one. <laughs> you know, we just have to do it. We yeah, just we have to go we, down and pull the trigger. I think and, that's a good thing. Like talking to this right now, and yeah. it holds us to the listeners. So facebook.com slash nowhere california nowhere underscore california at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Call our asses out if you. Feel the need to. Yeah, feel free. And if you have suggestions, words of encouragement, anything you want to do, if you want to, you know, call us chicken shit and try to fuel that for us, fine. Let, you know, do that yeah, as and well. And also to us talking right now and then also our goals to us, we'll be able to push each other. Like when you go, hey, I'm having an improv, you want to go? I'm like, no, I'm not sure. And then you can go, 
you're coming. Come on. Right. You know, and I, I tell you what, man. Uh, there, there's something to be said, and and I would be really remiss if I didn't say this very candidly, very openly, and very lovingly. Uh, I'm 40 years old. I've been at this crux where I, for the last 10, 15 years, have done. You know, I got bit by the acting bug. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I've been very successful at it. Um, I'll toot my own horn a little bit there. I've multiple awards won for doing it, you know, and I gave in to fear. Fear of being a, you know, a, a small fish in a large pond where here I'm a big fish in a small pond. And I don't really have much room to swim. So, you know, knowing that I'm 40 years old, knowing that I have a choice, I can stay where I'm at in my job for the next 15 years and retire with a company that I hate or 25 years and you know retire with a company that I hate. Not that I hate the company, just the job. I hate the job. Mm-hmm. The company's been good to me. Um, the same with with me. Yeah. The, there's that. There's the aspect of going back to school and all of that stuff, you know, whatever it is. But then there's knowing that what I love to do is being in front of people and acting, being, and being creative, to, yeah, being being able to create a character, be able to create a role or step into a role, you know, and, and do that. Uh, knowing that I can do that and not going after it, you know, it's been frustrating. But I would be very remiss if I didn't credit my wife, who has said, "Go do it, jump, feel free, go do what you're gonna do, you know, go do what you're good at." She's she's seen me. She knows that I believe in myself in that aspect. So just go do it. Stop being afraid and get out there and do it. So that's that's going to be my goal here for the next year. You know, when we when we revisit this a year from now, when you go to see Titus and we we do our follow up. Yeah. Uh, my goal will have been to at least done stand up three to five times before the next time we talk about Titus. Talk about Titus. No, I should just next episode. So I watched Titus yesterday. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about you going to see Titus at the yeah, Ontario Improv a year from now. Ass. <laughs> so. I guess that kind of wraps it up because we kind of just talked a lot about stand-up. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of a, um, you know, us getting uh, dirty and personal with one another. You yeah. know, about stand-up comedy and our love for it. And, and our hopes for yeah, it. Yeah, and, and kind of sharing our fears and stuff with everybody, which, you know, feel free to make fun of us. Yeah, that's what uh, we're here for. That's yeah. why we put our dignity online. Unless you go to certain websites and then you see my my other dignity. Oh yeah, yeah there's some. But then that's dignity. Uh, that's not usually a word I associate with this podcast. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, instead of going with a game, uh, we're gonna pull from our usual why not, and then also two from our other podcast from Marks Unknown, Cheap Pop. Nice. Yes, thank you. Uh, we're gonna do kind of a rapid fire. Our top three comics we recommend you check out right now. Yes. Yeah. So I will let Nicholas go first because okay, well, I kind of talked a lot during this one. Yeah, you did, but that's yeah. good. That's good. Well, well, usually, I like you talking. Yeah, right. usually I dominate the shit out of it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna open right up with with uh, you know an Emmy award winning uh, comedian and one of my favorites. I already mentioned him. I'm gonna say Louis C.K. Son of a bitch. No. Yeah, <laughs> um, I knew you were gonna say Louis C.K. Louis C.K. He's, just, a, he's the modern day legend. He is that. Well, guy. he's the guy who will say what everybody's thinking. Or at least a lot of us were thinking. Yeah. And don't have the balls to say out loud. But also, too, he takes so much risks, too, with his creativity. Like, well, yeah, and he's a tremendous writer. I mean, look at... If you if you get a minute, go to his IMDb page 
and look at all of the talents that he had. Look at his writing talents. Oh yeah. Uh, you know he's in there with the likes of Conan O'Brien. You know. And well, look at what he just did with that uh, web series that he just distributed on his own. Yeah. All of his money lost a shitload of cash, but it's kind of like. Like well, he'll make it all back doing stand-up performances exactly. and things like that, you know. And he's going to have other writing jobs. And he's, you know, he's he's in a realm where he has diversified his talent. He's so in that Seinfeld mode where yeah. he's like, you can do whatever he wants. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, Louis C.K.'s, you know, his take on <laughs> is there's this, but what if? Like, but maybe, you know. And it, it, it's kind of his take on, uh, you know, the one thing he talks about is. Peanut allergies. They're horrible. Of course they're horrible. But maybe if we just kind of do this for a year, close our eyes for a year, then it all goes away. Yeah. You know, or maybe if, you know, if you die by touching a peanut, you're supposed to be dead anyway. You know. It's all (laughs) natural selection, people. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, his last uh, big special, he did the theater in the round. uh Freaking amazing. Probably one of the best stand-up shows I've seen in a long time. Yeah. He's, he is by far... Uh, my favorite comedian uh, on the circuit right now. Totally agree, with you. totally agree with you on that one. Um, first one I'm going to mention is one that we've talked about before on here mm-hmm. is Jim Jeffries. Oh, my God. Freaking love that I dirty see, I was man. I was thinking about going with him. There's another one I'm going to go with, but uh, I, I figured you'd probably yeah. grab him anyway. Seen him live. He had a great short-lived series on FX that kind of just got screwed over. He even said it during interviews when the second season, I believe, yeah. for Legit was starting up and they were making him do the rounds. And he's like, yeah, we're going to be on FXX. Yay. <laughs> we're, a successful show is getting moved to a network a lot of people don't have. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, FX. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much more to Jim Jeffries, like his specials. Like you look at his first special, just where he's talking about drinking and doing all this stuff, talking about going to the gay nightclub in South Africa. It had the name of like Tontos or something. He's like, it should just be called AIDS. Tontos. Yeah. And <laughs> going into the bathroom with the large black man and thinking he was going to get coke, but then he's face to face with a big black cock. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but and then you look at his comedy specials now where he's talking about being a dad mm-hmm. when having a son and everything is like and he's even said like I shouldn't have a son <laughs> but he he's a good dad he's a right. really good dad and he's formed it into his stand up gigs and honestly Jim Jeffries is a good way to go no matter what <laughs> uh, I would completely agree with you on that I, I love how like balls to the wall crude he is he's one of my uh, one of my favorite comedians and one actually I just recently learned about yeah. So, yeah, I, I dig him a lot. Um, okay, so my next pick is one that I actually just recently heard of as well. And uh, he was, uh, he just recently did a, a thing with um, for charity with uh, uh, K-Rock. And, oh, God, I'm trying to remember the name of their special, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Weenie Roast? No, no, Weenie Roast is their, their summertime show. They do a... Um, Christmas? The Jingle Ball? No, or something. it wasn't Jingle Ball. Hold on, here, hold on, I'll pause a second. The turkey tuck under? Dear God. The Easter eczema? Ew. The Arbor Day assault? The Groundhog Day grundle? Dirty. I'm going to cut it here because I don't know (laughs) anymore. April foolishness. Okay. It was another. (laughs) (laughs) I was close. Yeah, you were close. Uh, no, it's K Rock's April Foolishness. Damn, I was close. Yeah, you were. Actually. I think it was close with the Grundle one. Uh, yeah, I do too. And hey, fucking kudos to you for rolling through all of those, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, holidays. 
Uh, no, the Mother's Day mop up. Ew, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I said to go there. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so K Rock's uh, uh, did their 2016 uh, April Foolishness, and one of the comedians that they had on there, amongst uh, like uh, um, Jay Moore and um, uh, Bob Saget, who's absolutely. Oh, oh God, he's so Saget. funny. So, so funny. Uh, is a comedian by the name of Eddie Ift. Oh, I love it. Oh, he's so good. No, I've seen him live. Have you? Yeah, when we went, me and my non-podcasting friends, my okay. high school friends, right. we went to Laugh Factory to see David Tell live. Eddie Ift was one of the people. One of the openers? And uh, Dove, Davidoff, Dove Davidoff, I think if I'm saying his name correctly, Okay. was one of the performers too. And he gave me and another friend script advice in the bathroom. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's, which is where most deals are done in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. And uh, I didn't have to suck anything. <laughs> wow. Free advice and you didn't have to blow anybody? Somebody had some drinks in them. Yeah. Uh, no, so but Eddie, yeah, I've seen Eddie F. Alive. Yeah, yeah he, is, he is fantastic. I remember that dude. He's, He's good. I love very, that dude. very, very funny guy. And, uh, yeah, I, I just recently found out about him. So if you if you get a chance, uh, you know, look him up, see what you can find on YouTube. Uh, I'm not sure how many specials he has out there. I'll have to take a look. But, uh, uh, it's probably strictly YouTube. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. But, I mean, Unfortunately, too many still, comics uh, are only... Yeah, he's still a circuit comedian. Yeah. You know, d- does his, you know, shows day in, day out at, in different cities all over the United States. And so, um, yeah, if you get a chance, check Eddie Ift. He's, he is fantastic. It's I-F-F-T. Yeah. Eddie Ift. And uh, he's absolutely hilarious. Just totally great. Yeah, Love absolutely him. hilarious. So, uh, my next one is going to be Ron Funches. Oh my god! I love Ron Funches, and I I got exposed to him on uh, at midnight. Okay. And I was like, no, actually, I first saw him on Conan. Like, I saw the tail end of his set, and I'm just like, this big black dude with the voice of Ron Funches. I'm just like, I'm so intrigued. I need to see more of this guy. So I jumped online, checked out some of his stand-up comedy stuff, and dude is hilarious because he's one of the, he's kind of the storyteller comic with jokes, mm-hmm. but if you know who Ron Funch is in and you hear his voice, you, you'll listen to him do everything under the sun. Okay. And then also, too, you throw in his times on At Midnight. All right. And you're just like, this dude is a freaking genius. And then, of course, uh, now that Undateable has been canceled, mm-hmm. his time on there. And then the last season of Undateable has been all, was a all-live season. So every week, they do two episodes live for East and West Coast. Gotcha. With the group of people that they had, just firing off stuff. And, like, they would literally, like, people would be able to tweet the actors during the show and go, like, say this, say this, say this, and I'll donate money or blah, blah, blah. And Ron Funches was amazing, and he's he's my second one. I'm definitely going to recommend is Ron Funches. Okay, fair enough. Um, this this one's tough. The third one. It's always tough for the third one. Well, because I want to go with you know there, there's so many I want to go with like you know. Well, Mitch, the funny thing is also Mitch Hedberg, of whenever course. we do these, uh-huh. it's usually like it's tough. And then you get to that second one, you're like, you get to that second one, you're like, okay, got one more left, and then it's a floodgate of people. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're trying to narrow it down, or you're, you know, trying to think of the the, the best one. Um, dude, okay, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with somewhat of a classic. You know, recent, past, not that long ago, but uh, I, I'm gonna go with Mitch Hedberg on this one. Okay, I had a chance to see him live. One of the, the greatest gifts that I ever received was uh, uh, my wife got me a, a, a CD an audio CD that was his that some friends had compiled 
of his performances at the Ontario Improv and I think the Irvine Improv. His last album. Yeah, it's, it's basically his last album and it's material from that. And I was at that show. Oh, so fuck. yes, so you that saw, was uh, yes. I got to see him live. I, I got to punch you in the tank. I took uh, I, I I took uh, three of my friends with me, and we went down to see him and uh, just he's, watched him. Just watched him kill it. Just him, watched him kill Robin it. and George are like the three, and like I regret never being able to see. Yeah, him. and I I got to see Mitch Hedberg live, and I got to see George Carlin live too. Yeah, you're gonna get punched <laughs> in the tank. <harder. laughs> the only one I didn't get to see was Robin, but yeah, uh, yeah, I saw George a couple of times. But uh, Mitch Mitch Hedberg is one of those guys that you either love him or you hate him. But uh, if you hate him, you suck. Well, it's it's some for some people, it's not their cup of tea. Yeah, I, I find I do. more I that it grows. Agree. It grows on. He grows on you a little bit. Yeah. You know, like uh, later on, you're like, oh, okay. You know, uh, one well, of my I, favorites, I do admit, like Doug was the one that turned me on to Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, one of my favorite examples is uh, the frozen banana. <laughs> when, he, when he tell you know, like my friend asked me if I wanted to, it, it, okay, and he did this. It, it was funny because I said this following uh, um, seeing his stand up, and I was like, you know what would really benefit him is just some dude standing behind him playing bass, stand up bass, boom, 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 and it's in one of his specials. Yeah, and I was like, oh, see, like he, it's because he's very kind of sixties hippieish the way he delivers his beatnik sort of. You know, delivery. You know, and and kind, kind, of, kind of like early uh, Zach Galifianakis, where yeah. Zach had the piano going doing his right. Tricks. So he the the thing he says he goes, my friend asked me if I wanted a frozen banana now, and I said no, but I wanted a regular banana later, so I said yeah. And you got to kind of wrap your head around that, and it's goofy and it's funny, and you just laugh your ass off. Or even you know? like the crazy straw. I was like, this straw is crazy, <laughs> and this one, yeah. it's same. Same. This one never lost his mind. See that guy that goes all over the place? He's crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There's so many with Mitch Hedberg. Like ugh, I've been listening to him such a long time. I need oh, to yeah. bust his stuff. Yeah. Out. See, I still have uh, I still have some of his stuff on on my current uh, iPhone. I have a couple of stuff in my iTunes. I just need to download it and listen yeah. to it. But it's yeah, I had CD of after CD of his stuff, yeah. and uh, you know the <laughs> I was at a casino and somebody told me uh, you're gonna have to move because you're blocking a fire exit, as if I'm not flammable. Yeah, you know, he says if you are, he goes if I wasn't gonna run if there was a fire. He goes uh, <laughs> if you are flammable, you are never blocking a fire exit. And he goes, I want that put on a plaque on a wall. Says that with my name, hyphen Mitch Hedberg. And also too, the McDonald's rep, like he, he talked about, if I owned a McDonald's, I would not serve burgers. Yeah, like yeah, I would be the, I'd be a pain in the ass McDonald's owner. We got spaghetti. Yep, and all, blankets. And blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Love Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. Mitch was one of those that I got to see, and he was, he was just fantastic. You know, I think see, the problem is I get flooded with so many of the new comics coming up that I really like, and I'm like, ah. Oh. You know, there's like I love Lisa Lampanelli. She's not even new. She's been around forever. Yeah. And I love God. I love how crude and across the board she is. I just I love her to death. Oh yeah, Lisa um, Lampanelli's awesome. And Lisa, if you're listening, I know I'm married, and I know you really like the big black cock. But uh, you know, Danny DeVito wants to play with you. <laughs> anyway, leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think I had the floodgate in my brain too. Uh, like I was thinking, Hart, Chris Hardwick, and some of the classic guys yeah. too. You know, it's funny you mention that because. Hardwick was just on K-Rock and said a lot of people don't realize that his main thing is stand-up comedy. And he's an amazing yes, stand-up comic. Yes, he's very Like, he just uh, released his special from Comfortable yes. on Comedy Central, yep. and it's freaking awesome. He talks about uh, his friends gave him a blow-up doll for his birthday, and he's like, 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, then I fucked it. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. Of course you did. He went home and did what every fucking guy would do, which is go home and, well, I'm here. Yeah. And yeah. I have this. And, and hey, <laughs> I've got some Al Green over here that I can play. And, yeah. uh, uh, the one I'm going to cap my list off with is Kyle Kinane. He is known as the voice of Comedy Central. So anytime like you hear like, oh, yeah, sponsor, yeah, 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 He's yeah. the voice. Kyle's known as the voice of Comedy Central. You hear him coming in yeah. and out of different shows. And also like Ron Funches too, I learned more about him through At Midnight and all the stuff he did on there. And I started checking out more of his stand-up comedy. But then he had a special mm-hmm. on Comedy Central, which has been kind of the cool thing about uh, At Midnight. A lot of the guys that have been on there have uh-huh. been getting a lot more like specials and a lot more publicity because right. of their exposure on there. And the opening riff of his special on Comedy Central, it's Kyle Kinane, I prefer his old stuff better, is <laughs> talking about, he first talks about, oh yeah, I did an interview for Penthouse and everything and talking about that. And he, then he talks about, I told my mom, hey, I'm going to be in Penthouse. And at first she's just like, why? And he's like, oh no, 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 not for anything like, nudity or anything I'm not like getting naked or anything and she's like oh I understood that and he's like what the fuck do you mean by that (laughs) (laughs) well I'm not too good for it (laughs) and then he goes on this riff about how his his mom called him later like going like where can we find it and he's like every liquor store (laughs) pretty much a liquor store and she's like me and your father have been looking around trying to find it and we haven't been able to find it anywhere so he goes on the strip about talking about oh I can see my parents now going into porn shops and stuff going Mm -hmm. like we're looking for a penthouse my son's in it it, well at first going we're looking for a penthouse and having the clerk behind it going like oh all our couple that's kind of good you're keeping it fresh you don't want the internet porn or anything like Mm -hmm. that and then they mention our son's in there and then the guy's like (laughs) Oh, wow. Just mortified. <laughs> yeah. So Kyle Kinane is an amazing comic. He's he's in the vein of like Jim Jeffries and everything, kind of a darker comic and everything, but just yeah. amazing. And another riff he did was talking about how you're, he was at a party, and all of a sudden down the fire escape came a cop, and the cop came into the party and started hanging out and mm-hmm. everything. And they're like, is this guy going to bust us or something? And all of a sudden the cop goes, oh, no, I'm not here for you guys. Uh, there's some dude that died upstairs. <laughs> oh shit! And they're just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and it, 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 yeah, how Kyle put it was like, "Yeah, you know the party's over when the there's somebody dead upstairs." Yeah. So everybody starts filing out, and he's like, "I can't lie about this. This honestly happened." As we were filing out, the morgue was carting the body out. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, "Fuck!" That's awesome. So check out Kyle Kinane. I can't. Uh, recommend him enough. Okay, I will definitely do that one. Yeah. So. Alright, well we got our predictions for next year and we've got some recommendations for everybody to listen to and I'm going to check out some of these comedians myself. Yep, and um, I've already checked out the ones you talked about.